I hated Putin when he came. I was like six years old and I really loved Yeltsin. I don't know why. I kissed the TV whenever he like, literally, <laughs> it was a weird thing. I was, I, I thought that he is so pretty. <laughs> Do you have these feelings now? Well, whenever I send someone a sticker in Telegram with Yeltsin, I feel some tingling. Yeah. This is the meat of the podcast. <laughs> have you ever have you ever caught your have you ever caught your profile reflection in the mirror? Yeah. 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 This is She's in Russia. I'm Smith and I'm in Brooklyn. And I'm Lily and I'm in St. Petersburg. So what's today's episode about? Today we have an exciting, very exciting episode. We are handing over the reins, so to speak, to three of my friends from St. Petersburg, Nastya, Max, and Rita, who are going to discuss the upcoming Russian presidential elections, which are taking place this Sunday, March 18th. So the, so the three of them are going to talk about the candidates, talk about their feelings about the elections. Smith and I are going to not interfere, not butt in to the conversation as much as possible, but occasionally we will pop our little noggins in to explain a reference or name or point that might not be immediately clear to a non-Russian audience. Okay, so um, as I said, the elections are set to take place this Sunday, March 18th. Just as a side note, the date was changed to March 18th because a bureaucratic decision was made in 2017 that said, if the week that the elections are set is a holiday week, then we move the elections to the following week. So they always take place on a Sunday, but it was actually supposed to be March 11th. It was moved because of International Women's Day is the holiday. And that's important only because a lot of people, once that move took place, a lot of oppositionists and various political experts and critics said that that move was clearly made in favor of Putin's candidacy. Why? Because March 18th also happens to be the fourth anniversary of the annexation of Crimea. And Crimea's annexation is associated with Putin and like national glory and et cetera. Right. Okay, so the elections are March 18th. And on that day, If no single candidate receives an absolute majority, so like more than 50% of the votes, then there'll be a second round of voting. And the second round of voting will take place three weeks later on April 8th. So Nastia, Max, and Rita are going to list all the candidates and they're going to talk about them, etc. But we want to list all the candidates up front because there are eight of them and we kind of want to give context as you're listening to this discussion. So Lily, do you want to run through those real quick? Okay, so we'll start off with Sergei Babudin. He's 59 years old, and he represents the Russian All People's Union Party, which he's been the leader of since 2011. He, and he was a deputy of the State Duma starting in 1994 and as late as 2007. But they don't discuss him that much, so I'm just going to sort of like breeze on by. Okay, and next we have Pavel Grudinin. He is the representative of the Communist Party. 
57 years old and also a deputy of the Moscow Oblast Duma between 1997 and 2011. So basically they will discuss him. He's the candidate for the Communist Party. But usually in previous elections, the candidate from the Communist Party is Gennady Zhuganov, who Max, Nasta, and Rita will also discuss. Next, we have this election's oldest candidate, Vladimir Zhinarovsky, who is 71 years old, and he represents the Liberal Democratic Party, but that name is quite misleading. He's just this very outrageous character, often gives very bombastic speeches in the Duma. People kind of laugh at him, but at the same time, he has really frightening ideas, very patriotic and nationalist, and he is often compared to Trump. And he's just one of those guys who's been in this, doing this forever. He's been the leader of the, his party since 1991. And next we have the one and only Vladimir Putin, 65 years old. Putin has been president of Russia with a brief interim period in which he was the prime minister of Russia since 2000, so 18 years. So his party is called United Russia, and he was the leader of the party apparently only between 2008 and 2012, but that's just kind of a symbolic position. Notably, this election cycle, he is running independently. So he's running on a campaign platform called Putin 2018, and they'll discuss that more. Okay, so next we have the only female candidate and the youngest candidate in this election, and that's Ksenia Sobchak. She's 36 years old, and she is representing the Civic Initiative Party. Her father was one of the first democratically elected politicians in post-Soviet Russia. She's well known for her own career as a TV anchor slash journalist. She was a host of a reality TV show and now is an anchor on the independent TV channel Dost TV Rain and just generally a very like well-known, almost like celebrity figure. Okay, almost done here. So we have we have another communist candidate, Maxim Suryakin, who is not representing the Communist Party, but he represents a party called Communists of Russia, confusingly. That's all we need to know. He's 39 years old, also young. Okay, Boris Titov, he's 57 years old, and he represents the Party of Growth. Don't really know that much about him. Don't need to know. He's not really discussed very much in this. Okay, and last but not least, the eighth candidate is Grigory Yavlinsky. He's 65 years old, and he is representing the party Yablika, of which he is a founder. And Yablika has been around since 1993. But I'll talk a little bit more about Yavlinsky later when he's referenced in the discussion. I'll explain him a little bit more. Okay. Okay, guys, that's She's in Russia, and my name is Nastya. I'm in St. Petersburg. What about you here? Hi, I'm Rita, and I'm at St. Petersburg. And I'm Max, I'm in St. Petersburg. Yeah, okay, so we are here to talk about upcoming election day. It's next Sunday. It's always on Sunday because people need to be free to vote for the next... Uh, president? Yeah, president or... I guess we all know who will be the next president. I don't. You don't? Well, okay. full of surprises. We are choosing our future, you know. Well, I am. Do you vote every every year? I try to vote whenever there is one. Do you? Yes, I do. Rita and I are a little younger, so I'm not sure if we voted for Mr. President Putin in 2014. I was 20 years old. But I don't remember who I voted for. I remember it was not Mr. Vladimir Putin for some reason. Was it Mr. Prop? 
Walker? No, or maybe Where yes. Where is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he kind of bailed on us all. He promised us a bright future and then he just poof, disappeared. That's what liberals do. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but I did not vote for him for some reason because everyone was going to vote for him. And we had Putin, him, Zhirinovsky and Zuganov. Yeah, so I guess I voted for Zuganov. My little communist heart told me do it and I did it. So this year we have a lot more options. How many candidates do we have? Seven. Can you name them all? Putin, Sobchak, Zhuganov, Pavel Grudinin, Zhirinovsky, the guy from Communists of Russia, not oh. from Communist Party, but Communists of Russia. Who is Titov then? He's democratic something. Six. Oh, Yevlinsky. Yevlinsky, seven. So seven. 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 Oh, oh my God. How can we possibly choose? It's impossible to It's, choose. It is impossible. So were you guys happy when Sapchak announced her candidacy? Yeah, you like her? I did till the beginning of December. What happened? First of all, I was very happy. That's like a cool thing that woman is going during the president's running. So and then she had like a very great idea for her election against everyone. Mm. That was a very good PR campaign. I liked it. Wait, Lily, what does against everyone mean? Basically, starting in 1993, on the election ballot, there would always be a box you could check that said against everyone. So it'd be the names of all the candidates and then an option like, I don't like any of the candidates, I choose none of them. Like, I'm against everyone. Basically, that was a way of being able to protest the vote, but still go and vote. And the other part of that was that if the against all box got more votes than one of the candidates, then the vote would be redone, recounted, basically. That wonderful tradition was stopped in 2006. Basically, the Duma decided that it was too expensive to have that option because you had to rerun votes sometimes, etc. Okay, so why is this relevant? Ksenia Sobchak, she presented herself in her original platform as the candidate against everyone. So she basically was like, look at all these old farts running year after year. I don't want this anymore. I want something new. I'm going to be, I'm going to bring back that little checkbox that says like, I've had enough of this system and I'm going to be that candidate. Okay, back to Nastya, Max and Rita. That was a very good PR campaign. I liked it. But then she switched it because everyone was asking her, What will you do when you became a president? Like the first thing. And she said, I'm not going to be a president. Like everyone knows who's going to be the president. And everyone started to blame her. But I changed my mind. It was like a weird interview with her. And she was asked about gay marriage in mm -hmm. Russia. And she said that she's not going to legalize it because... For her, like, partnership is much better than marriage because she knows a lot of gay people. And she said that some of them can be gay people because they were born to be gay and some of them became gay during their socialization. Like, it's a quote. I have a son and I don't want my son to become a gay. Uh, and that was like, what the hell? Shit. Ksenio, what's good? Have you seen the dude interview, by the way? Uh, Lily, will you explain who 
dude is dude 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 yuri dude is this young charismatic sports editor sports journalist and he also has an extremely famous youtube channel where he does interviews with various famous people from lots of different spheres culture art sports music etc okay back to the discussion have you seen the dude interview, by the way? No, what what was in it? Well, she mostly accused him of being sexist and <laughs> not inviting like enough women in his program. Not only enough, she was the yeah, first Yeah, she was the first woman. and the only one, yeah. yeah. And he, I think he said at some point, there's not enough interest in women here. <laughs> <laughs> in Russia, what can I do? I'm not a sexist. I'm just living in this world with dull ladies. But yeah, it was kind of fun when she was like against everyone. But does she have an answer to the question, what are you going to do when you're president? Yeah, she turned to be very serious about her campaign. That's mm. the thing. So when she started it, it was like kind of joke because everyone in the country knows who win. Already we can send him congratulations and still... She made like a joke about these elections and just like that was really cool. But then she started to be so fucking serious about it. Like, come on, girl. Well, yeah, unlike Mr. Current President himself, who is... Um, who is not running for his presidency. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's a rock star. I mean, he can afford like not even show up to the debates. He's like, I'm not going to be there. Just deal with it. Is he running from his party or like no. yeah, it's individually? But who's running from the major party? Is there a candidate? No, no candidate no. from the yes. leading party? Yeah. That's strange. I think so. The thing is that within our country, no one really cares about president's election because it's not a choice and everyone knows it. But people do care about the parliament elections and everyone blames united russia oh, yeah, for a true. lot of bad things within the country so he doesn't want to be associated stupid and crazy and yeah and he tried it to be like i'm not with them and oh, just another very move. cool guy yeah it is but he was the leader of this party so that's kind of was like, he though or was it Medvedev? was the president when he became oh, the yeah. leader of the party because the president cannot mm -hmm. be the leader of the party mr putin has like the greatest pr manager ever this person has some great ideas like everyone's gonna vote for him like my parents are going to vote for no him. my parents are going to vote for him even your parents yeah Seriously? oh yeah. my god you might not in our feministic family, father decided for who is going to vote for whom. Every election, my father voted for Zhirinovsky. And it's like a tradition. He doesn't believe in him, but this is like kind of, I decided to vote for him for the first time. And I, I'll keep voting for him till the end of my or his life. <laughs> Will you keep voting for him? For Zhirinovsky? Yeah. I did for the last election, actually. Oh, wow. Zhirinovsky is... The leader of the, leader. the liberal democracy. <laughs> Ironic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because he's, yeah, neither a liberal nor... Come on, but he's like the only gay who is so high in such a position within our country. But he's not openly gay. But everyone knows that he's gay. I... I don't did, know. I did not know that. But Come on, now you haven't seen all these pictures with him with naked, beautiful young man in but the It's water kind pool of in Soviet a... thing, yeah, you sports. No, it's not. Um... He's the only one who is supporting homosexuality, who's like speaking. He is? Yeah, I actually yeah, I heard Uyansk, that. You know that this terrible shit that happens with guys. For dancing, but they, for the, but dancing they were not. For, but it was like not gay. Satisfaction. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Was but it he a gay said thing? That oh. 
Lily, before we go on, can you describe what the satisfaction thing is they're talking about? Okay, so there's this song called Satisfaction. And in 2013, a group of British Army boys, just for fun, decided to make a video in which they like dance erotically to this song while doing their normal daily chores. And then in January of this year, a group of students, boys at a civil aviation institute in a Russian city called Ulyanovsk did a parody of that original British video. So they're like scantily clad in their underwear, also dancing to the same song, gyrating, thrusting, etc. while they go about their business. That video in Russia got this really intense backlash, got a lot of attention nationally not just from the head of the institute, et cetera, but then from like the Federal Air Transport Agency, the prosecutor, city governor, a bunch of people on all the state news channels discussed the homoerotic nature of this video and made a really and basically like questioned its ethics. Is it okay like that the boys were doing this? And in protest, various other groups, initially other groups of, of men, decided to film their own parody, but then it just expanded, like, and lots of people for, filmed their own parody versions in sort of like a flash mob response in support of these Civil Aviation Institute students. Videos were filmed by, like, firefighters, a group of horseback riders, and even, like, these two babushki filmed a video in support in their apartment. So really, like, a lot of people were involved, and it, it was uh, an important sort of moment of protest of the absurdity of, of, the, of the state's reaction to that video. All right. But they, that, but they were not... But it was like not gay, Satisfaction. Then. Yeah, yeah. Was but it he a gay said thing? That, oh. that it's, like, almost a quote, that it's very hot inside the dormitory and they're like naked but they still have underwear so they were just like dancing they weren't even drunk come on beautiful boys dancing beautiful dances that's like a normal thing to do if you have any problem please <laughs> just call me oh, Jesus. i'll be there for you i think it's it doesn't make person gay to like it doesn't make but he is Okay, <laughs> but I wish he belongs I mean, to gay community. Woohoo! Okay. for <laughs> He's a common joke, right? Like yeah. he runs for president every year. Everyone knows that he's every year. Every year. <laughs> it's not yeah, every year, he's every been, day. Like, actually, like, every year, yeah. But no one takes him seriously. Although in the beginning of his career, I believe that people kind of liked him. He was like a loud person, but he had some ideas. But now he's just ridiculous. I remember like I was switching off channels on my TV, my parents' TV. I think he was speech at the parliament and he was talking about languages and how he doesn't want all the like small regional languages to be major in their region. Like why the hell do you need Yakutskizi? Like we can all speak Russian pretty well, right? Okay, that we have like more than 100 languages within our country. He doesn't care. Uh, and I hate this kind of attitude towards languages and culture in general. And I strongly believe that this country is going nowhere while it like has this way of uniting everything under one culture and one language. This summer he suggested Mr. Putin to be an emperor within our country. It's a dull move for his party to run him every election because 
He's he's a joke. Well, the party is a joke too. Although they do have a lot of supporters, it's like it's not the least popular party. What's their yeah, program? Like what's what's it about? What's their program? The program is really good, by the way. Like honestly, but they mm. do nothing from this program. Yeah. Who does though? United Russia. Everything within our country. Yeah, yeah the general sponsor of madness in the, in, in the parliament. I think we had another female candidate. Where she the the girl? There the girl. Oh, Katya Gordon. Yeah, yeah. She she decided not to do it. Why? I was planning Because for. It's a, it's a joke. She said it's not a very good joke for every candidate to say that the election is a joke. Like maybe that's why people don't want to vote. And um, I personally think that voting is important, although everything is decided. But let's not give them extra votes that we did not use. Because they will be used. Yeah, vote for. because without voting, I guess we will give them like empty blanks. Yeah, and they will they use will them. They will use for whatever they want. Yeah. And spoil spoiling the the blanks is it's the thing or it's think that people still do it. You know, every election you see those like pictures on Instagram of people like where they like write I hate everyone on the blank or I'm voting for Daenerys Targaryen or something like that. <laughs> I would prefer Cersei Lannister. Oh really? Good program. Good program. Who are you voting for, by the way? I was planning to spoil the the blank, but yesterday my grandfather <laughs> was talking to me about the election, and he said that if you are going to spoil the the thing, yeah, vote for somebody because mm-hmm. the government needs to be filled so the vote for the party and i'm thinking about grudinian because my grandfather is a communist <laughs> but i read his program and it's it's written so poorly God. bad <laughs> i don't understand the things about like economic equality like i understand the communist thing but there is no numbers no anything like it There'll be equality, you know. Yeah, okay. I really like him as a person, although I know that he is a pro Stalin. But who is perfect after all? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's a fascist, but oh, well, but he has but he's it happens in history. But he's a gentleman. Remember Zhirinovsky and Sobchak had this like ongoing feud <laughs> with uh, throwing drinks. Like it's very it's very melodramatic. Throwing drinks in other person's face is like Please, Good please job. explain. That was like a debate on the first channel, the main like television oh, TV channel. Yeah. Debates, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They air them only in early morning or late night. No one sees it unless you watch it online. Yeah, so the, the thing, like Sapchak was trying to answer the question and Zhirinovsky disagreed with her <laughs> and he started to say like, shut your like fucking mouth, your slut, your bitch, your like, I hate you, I just want you fucked by everyone. Just like he started to use like, seriously, this is because of her vagina or why are you saying this? Like what gives you the right to speak no, to like, you're just, a president and he's just an like, you're going man. to be a president and she's going to be a president. Please show some respect. And she was trying to like, please calm down, please be calm, just like, please relax, please, please. And then she said, just took her glass of water and Throw it in his face. Presidential thing to do. Yeah, and by the way, our beloved candidate, Pavel Grudinian, 
<laughs> he like he quit those debates. He yeah. just walked away. Yeah, yeah. he said it's a it's a, it's a circus. I'm not gonna be a part of it. And Sweet. Yeah, and he's the one who's like always addressing Putin for not going to those things. He's like, what is the deal, Mr. President? Can you like come and talk to us? But no. He, he's not going to. Okay, you read his program? Yeah. Was there something about Gulag? Mm, no. It's not even in his program, but... It's not in his program. <laughs> but it's on his mind. Since he's like a very talented economist and businessman, first channel and the second channel and everyone there in Kremlin, they are shading him. At the beginning, when he was like an unexpected candidate, he was like covered with mild respect. Like, this is our candidate. He has a very good business and... But the moment they figured out that he's very popular and he's very popular, he's probably going to be the second after Mr. Yeah, Putin. Yeah, I think like 8%. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot. And for a newcomer, like, it's crazy popular. But yeah, I don't trust First Channel. And whenever they hate someone very much, I'm like, probably a nice guy gonna check him out. And I checked him out and I like his story and like, how calm he is. He's like a real politic, which we do not see a lot. Whenever the interviewer tried to like jeopardize his answers, he was like extremely calm and very, very diplomatic, which we do not see enough in our parliament. Everyone is pretty much crazy and yelling, and Mr. President himself does not know how to talk without a paper. But he's calm. He is calm, yeah. He sounds stupid to me most of the times. When he answers the question, yeah, like, that sounds like, God. come on, you need a speechwriter. Yeah, but he has, like, a limited vocabulary. He only uses, like, 10 words. Why do people ignore the fact that he always says the same things? No, that was, like, a new, completely new thing. Oh, my God, what happened? Rocket things. Rocket, rocket (laughs) rocket things, yeah. Yeah, I like how Rita said that he doesn't need a program. He has his nuclear weapon. Okay, wait, Lily, can you describe what they're referencing here this nuclear weapon business okay nuclear missiles on march 1st putin gave his basically state of the nation speech he addressed the federal assembly and he devoted 40 percent of his speech to military war topics and he spoke a lot about specifically about russia's latest nuclear missiles which he says are unrivaled and better than the u.s missiles etc like pretty frightening and maybe alarm-raising for a lot of people because we're talking about nuclear missiles. It's part of a general state-propagated rhetoric on TV, from politicians, from media, that constantly poses Russia as like being attacked from all sides, as needing to protect itself from this external enemy, specifically the West, the U.S. and the EU, which are countries that are, are often referenced as aggressors. So this like conception of the external enemy is very vivid right now and like the rhetoric is very powerful. The current rhetoric about the everybody hates us, we need to be strong, mm-hmm. we need to be the we need the enemy and the rockets is cool thing to show to people. Oh, it's such an old school shit to do. Like, yeah. But it works. Yeah, it works. Yeah, it works. It works. How come we don't want to be like the best versions of ourselves or a happy country or, I don't know, look <laughs> at our hospitals. <laughs> <laughs> we should legalize marijuana. 
Let's yeah, I think it's in the subtracts it. program. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, good, good. Probably, <laughs> probably not in Rudinian's program. He only grows strawberries in, in, his, in his farm. Strawberries. Oh yeah. Even when I was like in high school, and it was still like liberal times before 2008 happened, and we decided to have this nice war with Georgia. I still remember that my parents would say something like, "You do not understand. Like Russian Earth, like has a lot of treasures in it. Everyone wants it. Everyone like wants to conquer us because of the hidden." Oil and gold. Hidden things everywhere. Russia. This is the only thing that we have. Oh, treasures. Like we have resources and that's it. This is like the 99% of our... And the culture. The literature. (laughs) The people. And the Crimea. Crimea. You could be a very good newsmaker on the first channel. (laughs) You need to use a scary voice. They're coming for our treasures. Our literature. Our culture. People. People. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to share my books. <laughs> the jokes we make that's like that says a lot because we are really involved in the politics, but at the same time we don't know thing about like how this shit works. That's true. I think that the older people like sorry parents uh my parents yeah they watch this shows talk shows with who uh, will destroy us next and they're really involved in this but there's no politic education we don't know what's happening and we are not educated enough to speak about it it became like talk show the level of discussion is i like this candidate yeah that's true and uh, but to be honest we were tricked into it yeah the coverage that our channels do they are all like jokey tv showy so i think that people start talking about it this way also because like they see that very smart people talk about it not very smart but like supposedly smart people talk about it this way my grandmother thinks that she's like the expert because she watches all the TV shows and she keeps telling me that she also like checks out liberal stuff, but that's not true. And whenever I ask her like, what about our hospitals that look like... After Second World War. After First World War, it's like, they look like shit. And it's scary that sick people spent their time there. And whenever I bring that up, she's like, well, yes, but... You see, there are some, like, more important stuff that country needs to deal with. And more important stuff is feed the the guys with the corrupted money and be prepared for everyone attacking us for... And attacking some... what In Syria, why? What are we doing there? We are doing oil. <laughs> because the United States... Sorry, guys. <laughs> but their politics is not my favorite thing in the world, too. And the fact that they Trump is the elected president. (laughs) Well, yeah, but even before that, like the Syria campaign started before Trump. So it was Obama's decision or someone in his inner circle (laughs) to join the war. It's hard for me to understand why would countries fight in a different country, (laughs) losing their own people and killing everyone around you for just... Uh, I don't even know what our our like goals there are to support the legit president. Why the fuck do you care? <laughs> Why do you care and fight? What's there? the official version? Who we defend? The the we are fighting a terrorism there. Ah, 
terrorism is always a good excuse to do some shit around. Like, why are you doing this? To fight terrorists? And like, oh yeah, no questions. <laughs> okay. And thanks God to US propaganda, by the way. Yeah. Because after 9-11, mm-hmm. the world terrorism became something yeah. that can be excuses for everything. You just like say, like, we're going to destroy this country because there are terrorists and everyone says just, yeah, do this, <laughs> fuck them. Ah, history teaches us nothing. And it teaches US nothing because like you had this failed campaign in Iraq. Why are you doing it again? And with us, come on, Afghanistan, Chechnya and now Syria and Ukraine too. Like we have a lot of free time on our hands to fight everyone everywhere and be prepared to fight whoever attacks us for oil again. I think that the killing of other people, it's like a part of foreign policy and it's justified because the fighting for our country it's like honor yeah honor yeah that's why i do not like military people (laughs) because i I am from family of militaries and this kind of way of thinking is really not my cup of tea i want to be happy and live happy in a nice country with nice culture and i'm happy to live in a very cultured country but everything is like connected people are becoming more mad and angry and they they're getting stupid as we talk right now watching this tv i think that the television is like our main problem because it's just the shows about politics i watch them every day because my mother is a fan and i'm not mad i'm scared they are turning people in the very aggressive and not thinking about things just if you point out that's not true they not seeing that yeah and to be honest now i've realized that our government kind of doesn't really want us to vote there is no like treats like for example in the states with all the signs i vote and like everyone's posting pictures and instagram about them voting but in russia election we have like a present if you vote for the first time yeah, yeah you know what is that i got a really cool book and a usb flashcard yes yes, yes. Yeah. really cool no, book. i was presented by like paper printed constitution i've heard that like my friends who went after me they did not get the book they only got the shitty usb card it was one gb one gb one candidate one country (laughs) unite yeah (laughs) are you working for russian government (laughs) what do you think about the navalny's Please, let's boycott the election. Let's not go there, not vote, because I'm not there. That is weird. That is stupid thing. It's stupid and weird. And it's like unexpected from him. Like, you know what's going to happen when we don't go. We cannot all not go. You do understand that you're like one of the least popular people for the majority of Russians. <laughs> okay, so like 2% are not going and okay he's liberal democratic what what his thing i hate him he's uh, he's racist he's he's sexist. so loud he's, yeah like he's crazy sometimes like he has it. a green he's face so russian like pro-russian stupid things to mention and his program is it has a lot of numbers but those numbers just like so imaginary now the like the rate of the lowest price for working during mm-hmm. the month in Russia it's like 8 or 9 yeah thousand troubles 
Lukashenko became president of Belarus in 1994, and he has been president ever since. He's the only president of Belarus. And then because of Lukashenko, they kind of angle into talking about Grudinian again. There is pros and cons against everyone. Well, that is true. <laughs> that is true. That is true. No, no one's perfect. People who support Stalin not supposed to be within the politics. That is true. I mean, yeah, all jokes aside, yeah, should not be happening. But I hope that uh, maybe he changes his mind. He, I don't know. He oh, less people him. supported me. I shouldn't love Stalin anymore. Yeah. What he said about Stalin, like he likes him personally, or he ha- likes his politics. He likes him personally, and he... uh, he's a good guy. He said that he's like the strongest leader in yeah. our history. To be yeah. honest. The strongest, though. The strongest leader. It's not, I love Stalin. It's Stalin is the strongest yeah, 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 leader yeah. of... Let's put monuments for him. Let's have a memorial for Stalin around the country. I have and not he... heard that, though. Yeah, he, he said that. He, he was asked, like, and what do you think about all those people who were killed because of Stalin? He, and he said, you know, politics needs some sacrificing, you know? That's True. what happens when you want to make a great leader for a great country. That doesn't work like that. No, if a person can say this, fuck off from the politics forever. That's your liberal shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Liberal That's shit. why you liberals lose. <laughs> <laughs> every year. Uh, every, every day. 
every day of your You're life. You're not strong. We need strong people for the strong country. True, 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 true. true. So let's agree that we're happy with Putin and that's the end of the conversation. I'm not. I don't like his face. It's yeah. really... a lot of plastic surgery. Yeah, it's really untrustworthy. I really want to watch how that went like for four years, five years. What was the constitution now? Five years? Six. Six? six? Yeah, six Shit. years. Uh, yeah, I don't want to see this face for six years. He's so insincere. Although I do understand why people keep voting for him. We did not leave in the 90s, and it was awful times. People who survived this shit and like were young or lost everything during the 90s, they are really happy to see someone who gives this stupid stability <laughs> to our... There is no stability. Wow. That's like a propaganda... Yes, it is a, a myth, but there is no like cues in the stores. You can buy pretty much everything nowadays. And it's like... I think we know the, the stuff only in the big cities. Because, I don't know, yeah, our parents, they started to live better. Mm -hmm. And that's why they like yes, couldn't. Yes, yeah. yes. Because... Yes. We were born in the 90s and that was like scary with the little kids. And then Putin came and maybe that's not his doing. It's just gradually became better. Maybe. But they associate this thing with with him. And I think the, the most of the country like do that. We yeah. don't know what happened in small cities. We just can't imagine how bad it is. And people were really happy about Crimea stuff. I don't know. I did not leave d during like Khrushchev's given the Crimea to the Ukraine. I don't... Maybe it was like... <laughs> what is... Why do they love it so much? I know we fought a lot for it during Tolstoy 19th century. Tolstoy nearly died there. That's yes. Oh, that's, that's terrible. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I'm sorry. I forgot about that. Um, forgot about Tolstoy. I uh, read uh, Yevlinsky program and the first thing is giving the Crimea back. And that was surprising because I think that the Crimea thing, even in the liberal part, it's just, it's ours. It's good. It's territory. Uh, we love territory. Territory is great. Empire thing going on. Yeah, that was yeah. like the tricky question for Sapchak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it I was remember. When she asked, like, what are you going to do with Crimea? The answer was so ridiculous. Like, it's like, so weird. She had to be prepared for this question. Yeah, Come on. This is the first question yeah. you are going to be asked because, like, everyone really wants to know about this annexion of the mm -hmm. territory from the Ukraine. You're supposed to be ready. But she answered something like, we need like uh, a referendum about it mm -hmm. and people within the Ukraine, within the Crimea and within the Russia are going to vote for which territory. Mm -hmm. And that sounds like, and there was like a joke about it. Okay, and let's do the same for the territory that's called Manjura, which is where <laughs> they were yeah, yeah. they're like the eastern part of the Russian Federation mm -hmm. and let's have a vote should we get a referendum should we like give it to China again because it belongs to China before the 12th century mm -hmm. so let's have election within the Russian territory and within the China let's see who wins <laughs> yeah like it's so unsurprisingly when you have like Four billion people and 147 millions. Hmm, I don't know. That's like... But such a friendly event, though. <laughs> 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 such a friendly... 
Oh, let's vote together, you <laughs> small lady shitty country. <laughs> so, do you know anyone who's bailing on election? Who's not going and he who is like vocal about it? Is like, I'm not going. Everybody's democratic about it. Oh, yeah. So, I think that the stickers. I want a sticker. Yeah. I'll make Me too. Sticker. Yeah. Russia, get some stickers for your people. <laughs> <laughs> You asked if everyone was going to vote, but did everyone answer? Yeah, I did. And Rita is not sure, but Max, he's voting for Zhirinovsky, right? This gay icon of uh, Russian Federation suddenly. <laughs> but he does wear bright scarves. <laughs> yes, old Gay. So gay. Yeah, no, I'm not going to answer for whom I'm going to vote. <gasps> Vladimir um, Putin himself. In secret. Okay, some intrigue, some no, intrigue. like, honestly, I'm going to vote for Sobchak. Oh, yeah, okay. Like, I don't believe in her, in her program, in her, etc., but I do believe for the beginning of her campaign. Why not, like, not Yavlinsky? Lily, remind me who Yavlinsky is. Okay, so here's Yavlinsky, Grigory Yavlinsky. He was the eighth candidate we introduced. Just a little more background about Yavlinsky. He's Ukrainian-born, he's an economist by education, he's a politician. Specifically, economically, he's known as the author of what's called the 500 Days Program, and it was a plan for the transition from the state-owned market of the USSR to a free market economy. Um, and then he's also one of the founders, as I mentioned, of the social liberal party Yablka, which was founded in 1993. Why not Yavlinsky? Like because he's like because he's like okay. His program is really good. Everyone knows, and he's like a very good politician. But he's leading this party for like longer than Brezhnev was leading the Communist <laughs> Party. That's not how the thing works. People need to change. Oh my God, he's just like Vladimir Putin. Yeah, yeah, all of them. Oh Zyugana, no. Zhirinovsky, uh, Yevlinsky, they started together in the 90s and oh they're God, leading those true. parties. Like, come on, guys, like, just quit those parties. That's You're true. too fucking like. And Yevlinsky looked like he drunks like a lot every day. I every love time. the beard, it's sexy. Is he with beard right now? I thought he's. Yeah, like... He's with beard. Damn. Damn, yeah. Stop talking about the sexy or not sexy. Uh, they oh, do you know this? Do you know this uh, ad for Yevlinsky campaign no. in nineties? Like during elections in nineties, there is this ad like old women they sit on the bench and they're talking about like, do you know about Yevlinsky? And she's like, what? And she whispers something to the other lady, and they're like. Really? And then there's something like, uh, vote for Yavlinsky, the real man. Oh, weird, right? And also, God. why old ladies? It's like two babushkas talking about... <laughs> Do you know this about Yavlinsky? <laughs> the good thing about him is that he spent like less than one million rubles for his campaign. You need to publish how many, like... Do you need money. to publish the truth, or can you just... Yeah, yeah, you, you have to do this. Oh, cool. And Putin, even not on the top of spending money, but because he didn't have a campaign. And the, in the top, it, Grudinin is the, like, the man who spent, like, a lot of money for his campaign. Because nobody knows... Yeah. yeah, he need to become, like, yeah. known among people, yeah. 
What's your prognosis on Sobchak's place in the race? I think if she'll get like three... Oh, that's three, great. Yeah, that will be like yeah. the highest thing she'll ever like... Can... Yeah, I think she's gonna be like fourth or fifth. No, 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 three percent of... Yeah, I know, but I, mean, I think she'll have like two percent votes. Or less? Or less. I don't like her. I really don't like her. Who do you like? You don't like Navalny, you don't like Sobchak. I hate Navalny. Would you yeah, vote yeah, for him too. if you... No, 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 yeah. no. He's an unpleasant person with stupid ideas. Why would I vote for him? We completely ignored all the other candidates, like... Chitov, he's like liberal, democratic, I don't know. Because we have like two, we have like liberal democratic party, which is leading by Zhirinovsky. And we have the communist party leading by Zugana, and we have like the small versions of them because oh. we have communists of Russia leading by this crazy person and liberal democratic party leading by this Titov. Like so, it's like the small version of they trying to replace them, but that's oh. impossible. Those parties are such a joke. Can we just not? I mean, like it would be better with me to have just like one United Russia party, just like because it's still what we have, or uh, at least two, like. The United States. I don't know. To have a choice, it's it's hard for some people to, to choose. Two is enough. Yeah. Communists and... Communists and not socialists. And not communists. <laughs> Let's see who will win. Yeah. I'm a social democrat in heart, for sure. I think that the Grudinin is the only like left candidate, like, if you're socialist or... Mm -hmm. Something like that. You're yeah, that's true. Voting for communist party. Um, I think that's the way for me because I don't like a liberal like Subchak and I just can't stand this candidate. So I'll vote for the <laughs> for the left. We need to make this an honorable profession again to politicians. So now it's like oh, only dull people who want money going there and i think we need to encourage encourage liberal young people to be a politician i think that they try sometimes but it's like they are being smothered by all this craziness the problem of all our elections that our like we have like the very old persons like zuganov and Jirinovsky from one side and we have like a very new person that just like appeared to be the politician and everyone just like what the fuck which happened with Prokhorov mm -hmm. last election now it's Sapchak and Grudinin and you just mm -hmm. like who are those people yeah. well you we don't know I think that Sapchak's problem is that she's, <clears throat> she's not a politician but she said that she's going to be a politician okay we'll see in six years but not now it doesn't work like this we need to see how you work like not just like okay I'm decided to to run like to run the president election this year, and we have an election in less than half a year. And you're just like, what the hell? Look at Hillary Clinton. He wasn't the politics. I don't like her. I don't like him. I like her. Everything, you don't like her. Everything is better than Trump. It's it doesn't work like this. That the bad thing stays bad, even there's the worst things happen. That the bad thing stays bad. Yeah. And thank you guys for being with us. That was We're in Russia and She's in Russia. Yeah, thank you.
All right. That's the episode. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Arena, and Telegram. You can find us all on those at She's in Russia. Subscribe to our monthly image-based newsletter at she's in Russia.com. If you have any questions about Russia, give us a call at plus one three four seven two nine two seven one two six. If you're not based in the US, then feel free to give us a call on Skype and leave a message. Same thing, she's in Russia. And happy voting week, and we will see you next week. Cocaine, they use it to like energize themselves, but it looks like <laughs> Medvedev is like, Medvedev he's is not, not energetic. <laughs> himself at all. Um, so yeah. Let's deduct.